hello there, um, and Merry Christmas, or, 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 or Merry Christmas Eve Eve, 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 but it's Merry Christmas Eve Eve, because this is coming out on Monday the 23rd of December, and this is the pre-intro warning for episode three of the Drunk Cast. I kind of have to apologise for the pre-intro warnings on one and two, because one and two I had to record while still drunk after the Drunk Cast, because... I wasn't going to get a chance to record these before they went out. So this is just to warn you that the drunk cast is three guys getting drunk and talking nonsense. So they're also three three friends. So we'll speak in very familiar ways and we'll be very relaxed and we will see it as a safe place. So if you're easily offended, you might want to fuck off. No, you know, you might want to skip these ones. But um, yeah. It's around episode three that Chris starts to get particularly um, indignant. It's more episode four that Chris gets markably indignant. Indignant is the word. Um, he starts being just, just, just um, abrasively disruptive for comedy value, which you all love. You all love a bit of Craig. So yeah, this is episode three of the Drunk Cast. Episode four will be out on Christmas Day, and episode five on New Year's Day. What better way to start the year? Let's get on with it. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Distraction PC's Drunk Cast. I'm Scroobius Pip. Joining me today is Christopher Glasson. And Stuart Warrior with him. What's that? <laughs> <laughs> I, I had a response prepared for Stuart. You threw, you threw Chris at me and I didn't know you what You suggested it and fucked it up. No, I didn't fuck it up. Pip fucked it up. You panicked when he went quiet. No, I didn't panic. You fell he apart. Panicked. We he didn't panicked. say that I was going to be you. You said I kind of he was going to be me, so I will be him. That's the natural of, switch. Just ad lib your fall. I kind of figured that that was Pip's impression of me. <laughs> Silent. <laughs> Silent. Yeah. Thinking just, about something else. Just Podcast. Just say you filled of you. Waiting. I should have said. should have just paused and gone, Podcast. <laughs> Anyway, let's drop the theme music. Boom. This piece of fiction is the intro to the structure. This piece of fiction is the intro to the structure. This piece of fiction is the intro to the structure. This piece of fiction is the intro to the structure. Um, yes, so this is episode three, and Chris has opened the Toblerone, which is very exciting for me. I'm hoping that when I get in the car, my mum is picking me up after this, I'm hoping I get a Toblerone, because she's just been to New York. What's and, that slang for? Yeah. I was going to say, that you, you will be driving past the Allsick Golf Course if you want to <laughs> disperse of a Toblerone of your own. <laughs> Drop a Toblerone off of your own. I'm going to have a little triangle of Toblerone. I, I gave your mum a Toblerone last year. That is very offensive. <laughs> I meant my dick, so just, just in case anyone's not sure. Print maybe on Instagram, would you la- rather eat a poo-flavoured chocolate or a chocolate-flavoured poo? <laughs> seems, seems appropriate. Poo-flavoured chocolate. Sorry, what? <laughs> it's, it's more complicated than you think, I'd rather it? have something that's chocolate rather than shit-based. <laughs> I wouldn't. Poo-flavoured chocolate or chocolate-flavoured poo? I'd rather a chocolate-flavoured poo. Because okay. it's come out of your bum anyway. It's like, it might not have any nutritional value. Why are you saying that about, as if it's a good thing? <laughs> it's you know, no, at least it's come out of your bum. And <laughs> we've not said it's your poo. Oh, well, no way. I'm not eating your poo. Ever. <laughs> my poo ever. tastes of chocolate ever, so much. Buddy. My All of my poos are chocolate-flavoured poos. I'm you never know eating one of your poos. Whose poo... Which we out of us three? Welcome to Distraction Pieces Network. This year, you have had... I'll tell you what, someone did ask a question mm-hmm. that was on the missing drunk cast. Oh, okay. Um, oh, I've got another would you rather, actually, from the same person, on, let me Jack. Find it. Would you rather... Go on. Your girlfriend and your mum <laughs> have had a little bit of a brain switch. So would you rather have sex with your mum... Right, so let, hold on, right. So basically, your girlfriend's brain is in your mum's body, your mum's brain is in your girlfriend's body switch them back to make everything right by the way you can't not do it so that'd be a wimp are you having sex with your mum's body but your girlfriend's brain 
or are you having sex with your girlfriend's body, but it's your mum's brain? Just switching back. What are you doing? Go. Girlfriend's body. Really? <laughs> I would have said... I think that's unacceptable, I to be honest I would have just closed my eyes, and then because then my girlfriend still only had to deal with the fact that I'm, I've had sex with her, mm. whereas my mum would then have to deal with the fact I've had sex with her afterwards. Yeah, you thought it through. No, oh, you're thought. so boring, honestly. You just thought, it's my mum's birthday. You've got to keep their eyes open. Slipper a treat. Um... <laughs> <laughs> Um, no, there was a question. Oh no, I can't even. Oh, yeah. Nathan Strachan, what's your bum wiping technique and what type of bog roll do you use well, and why? Wow. Well, this is why we got cancelled last. Blind date style question for each, all three. He's framed it. Did he say that? Yeah. yeah. Well done, Nathan. Uh, standing. Um, yeah, bottom to top. And what kind of toilet paper? <laughs> um, I'll go like maybe seven sheets. Uh-huh. I'll fold, fold again. Wow, that's a lot of folding. I don't fuck around. Mm. I go for good quality recycled t- toilet paper. Boring. Fucking hell. <laughs> I did a post a while ago saying always get good toilet paper and it was yeah. this quilted stuff. You and, did a and, post on that. And yeah, it was, it, was, it was good fun. And Dominic Monaghan jumped in saying, this is why the world's fucked because we're all using to- toilet paper when all we're doing is wiping our ass with it, blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. So I found a, like a Tesco's quilted 100% recycled. It feels really nice. And the reason I bring that up is I don't have to have to, to fold it. It's really good quilted, it's good, good quality. So I don't have to... So I'm, how a, many... I'm a cock of my leg. I still sit down. I just, I lift up my bum cheek. So one half of my ass is on the seat still. I lift up. And yeah, I'm going obviously uh, the not from my balls, but that end to the top. If, if Pip's voice went a little bit quieter there, it's because um, he moved away from the mic as he was demonstrating yeah. uh, in front of us. Harry yeah. wipes his anus. Mm. Mm-hmm. Chris, whatever comes to hand, mate. What are you going on about? You know, it could be um, could be tissue paper. Mm-hmm. Could be a towel. Mitten. Mitten. Mm, Jesus. Sock. That's it. Sometimes the... Uh... Oh, what's your technique, though? If on a general wipe, not on a just your fucking... On a golf course after a drunk Yeah, back to, back to front. Um... How are you? Are you seated? Are you standing? Are you standing and bent over? Strictly speaking, standing, but only just. Only just. So it's yeah, a squat? Yeah. It's a squat, yeah. And yours squat. is more stood than a squat. You're not up straight, but you're not hovering over the seat. No, no, I'm standing bolt upright. Bolt upright. Bolt upright? Both feet. That's going to close your butt cheeks together. This is crazy, Stuart. You can't wipe your ass if you're standing upright. At his age, you need to close them to to finish it. (laughs) (laughs) Otherwise, it'll just keep drifting out. (laughs) Both feet on either side of the 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 toilet seat. You know, focusing. You're standing up on the toilet seat now. (laughs) I've jumped up. Jesus Christ. Focusing at myself in the mirror. And uh, yeah, I'll just wipe, wipe, wipe until my erection disappears. <laughs> <laughs> so that's, again, the reason it came up is because I think it's genuinely interesting because it's something we never see yeah. about each other. And turns out the three of us all do it slightly differently. Yeah. I, think, I think I never questioned it. I don't care. And I think you probably have seen us do it because I reckon there's a video camera in your toilet. <laughs> yeah, that's why I brought it up. I was like, what's Stu doing up on my toilet seat? <laughs> He has to bend down, he's having to crouch. Let's describe he's at each other's toilets. So, okay. Pips, in your flat, there's silver paint, mm-hmm. and there's a picture of five um, people with one foot in the grave all giving you the thumbs up as you're uh, pissing, yep. and also John Travolta looking at you in the face. I love that mirror. Two John Travolta mirrors, yeah. The old actually. school mirrors that you'd win at the fairground in the 80s, them kind of red and silver. That have a print on them, yeah. but it's a mirror. Yeah. That is your bog, mate. That yeah. is your that is your fucking bathroom as well. And yours, Stu, is fucking a Rocky Horror Show. It's not me. And a statue of a fucking fish staring me right at my genitals when I take a piss. None of them's me. No, um, Stu's is so there's... <laughs> A hot tub, there's a trampoline, because um, we all use his garden as a toilet. Oh, correct. <laughs> so correct. Correct. Very accurate. Very true. Um, yeah. And I've not been round to Chris's n- new place, so no. would you like to describe, oh, no, describe your toilet to us? You. Um, clean. Mm. Last, that's because we've not been round. <laughs> last time I, I, I used uh, your toilet for a little wee-wee, I was, uh, <laughs> when I come back out, you had just your pants on and a pair of black gloves. 
<laughs> sweating profusely. Do you know what? When I took a slash out there, I did ask myself, are they ready for me walking back in naked? Mm. The but me was, or, or, yes. or the, the kids that could have seen you from the front room? No, they've seen me naked before. So. I mean, just as we've got onto the subject, there's a question here on Instagram from Ellis, Ellis Cooper, mm-hmm. power of mine, Ellis. I did a photo shoot with ages ago, with Ricky Hall, who's been on your podcast mm-hmm. and on mine. Yeah. Um, in a circumstance in which John Travolta did in fact rise to the White House, what hairstyle would he sport during his presidency fucking and hell, why? I tell you what, that's a great fucking question. Can I choose what era of head shape I can have? Because mm-hmm. his head... Oh, are you going for... His like, head got big. It's gone to yeah. a more reasonable shape now, but it's still not the Danny Zuko shape. Yeah. <sighs> so if I... No, no actually, actually, I would, I would like him as he is now. He does these videos on Instagram of him flying... They're the most adoring Sorry, shit. Sorry, what? He's a pilot, not not flying like a superhero. <laughs> okay. I'm going to play. play I one don't. Of these. I don't want him in Greece. He he replied to me in a comment, and I was the happiest I've ever been. Obviously, I've got. I didn't mention I've got two mirrors of you in my toilet, but I, I put a comment saying something. It's like, thank you, man. Really nice of you. Hey. Sorry, did Michael Jackson reply? Hang on, just look at this. He does these these v- v- videos of him out flying, and they are the cutest shit in the world. Um... Just want to let you know, I'm thinking about you. I tell you what, let me tell you something about him. John Travolta is not thinking. John Travolta is not thinking about you when he's filming himself. Just a quick uh, heads up. Thoughts and prayers, people. Don't forget about me today. I'm flying a plane with a peanut head. He's on a plane. He's lovely. (laughs) Have a good one. It's so adorable. It's it's not adorable. Have a good good one. I was just thinking of you. He can't put his fucking phone down. He's not thinking. What he's thinking about is the fact that he's thinking of people because he's flying and he needs to get some sort of validation over what he's doing right now. I will take any kind of debate on politics, on right and left, but do not start coming for John Travolta or we are going to fall out massively. I am going to come all over John Travolta. No, stop pouring me, Lafraig, Stu. Have a good one. Stu, we we drank a bottle of rum. Now Stu is trying to free pour me. The last... Whiskey I just drunk have, was a four. It was a quadruple of Lafrague. It's have, really unpleasant. I don't like. Yeah, it, I'm not gonna fucking. Like I'm not gonna drink have a good a one. Quadruple. <laughs> <laughs> just gonna keep. Um, it's a good question. Anyway, have a good one. Um, but what hair would you go for? I think as much as he's great as Danny, mm-hmm. he's too rash back then. But then mm-hmm. what? You go, you go ten years in the future, and well, no, twenty thirty, and he's Scientology crazy back. Battlefield Earth you mm. don't want that John Travolta no you've literally you, you end up falling on Pulp Fiction Pulp Fiction is a good choice so you, you oh, what was the prison one where he had he had like it all looked painted on he had a beard that looked painted on and he had hair that looked painted that's on that's that oh no, uh, no, no, no that was, it, was, it was something like from Paris with love or something from like pa- that no 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 you don't do that you don't go from Paris with love that's when his head swelled up have a good one <laughs> it's, you have to do Pulp Fiction <laughs> Have a good one. What are you, you know going what? for, Stu? Stu's in deep thought. That's the reason we've paused. It feels as if we've, we've gone out of... But if you shaved the, all the, your the hair most, off, you'd look question. a little bit like in there. Um, I'll, just, I'll just go kind of um, mid-career blow-dried look who's talking. Yeah. Oh, yeah, mm. nice. That's good because he's okay. he's he's responsible. He's yeah. paternal then. Yeah. yeah. Head still kind of on the right side of, of, yep. of, of, of normal. Massive. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I okay. like it. I like okay. it. Let's so... If Twitter was around in the 90s, what would have been the things that have gone viral? Well, one of the things I came up with was there'd be a what? A, what's your Spice Girl name? Mm-hmm. You know, your sporty Spice, scary Spice. Okay, well, let's do that then. For me, Hairy Spice, obviously. Yeah, well, in the 90s. You're just, just if we go in now, Chris, obviously, Radical Spice. <laughs> Stew Old Spice. <laughs> you set that whole segment up yes. to say that, didn't yeah. you? He worked that one Fucking <laughs> tragic. The minute he said Spice Girls names, I thought, I know where this is going. Did also, you? a thing that me and, and Stu were discussing, I forgot to make it in, in, into notes on here, is we wanted to ask Chris 
how he was radicalised. Because <laughs> <laughs> he loves his snowball, <laughs> And he's a radical dude. How were you radicalised, Chris? Mm. The, the radicalisation of Chris Gladstone. Mm. I think it was uh, reading an interview with the prodigy and they'd gone snowboarding. Brilliant. And at that, that, that point, at that point, I thought, well... Those guys are rad. Mm. Me and Mark were... I, I reckon Mark Irvine's radicalisation was at the same time that I came close to being radicalised and it was <laughs> dr- dr- Drazig and Heartbreak High having, oh, hey. having inline skates. Inline skates. And me and Mark were proper excited about them. When we were at uni, we were both going to get them and we didn't in the end. But yeah, I reckon that was the start because Mark goes snowboarding with you, doesn't he? He's a radical yeah, dude yeah, as well. Yeah, he's a rad dude. He's very good on a snowboard. Drazik, by the way, in a lot of the Avengers movies. Yes, well. yes. So uh, I'm so glad that came back. Yeah, I love him. He's, he's been really good in loads of stuff. Where's Stu gone? He's gone for a wee or a poo? He's gone for a wee wee. Um, another one that I thought would go crazy in the 90s would be fantasy casting Thundercats. Oh, mate. Because that was the seen, main game, wasn't it? To go, seen, who would you put in Thundercats? Have you seen the um, fan-made trailer? No. And uh, Brad Pitt's in it. Oh, really? It's fucking amazing. Is it good? It's very good. It was right at the start of half decent fan made trailers I think he'd still be able to pull off Lionel yeah, I think he's man. the right age now I guess actually because Lionel yeah. is a bit more mature, mature. And older, yeah, isn't he's he? mature yeah, yeah he's more thick set than Brad but you know The Rockers Panthro <sighs> kind of racist good. kind of racist no um, you normally go for a black person he's Samoan it's kind of racist uh, no because he doesn't uh, Samoans don't like nunchucks he's, he's very well known in their culture oh, that really? nunchucks are a uh, sign of race do with fantasy casting the Thundercats that's the thing I felt would have gone viral in the 90s if, if we had social media Chitara that's a fun one right oh. Jennifer Lawrence that's a great shout I think, that'd be, I think she'd be good at um, it Scarlett Johansson feels like the obvious choice the big, now yeah yeah, yeah I'm talking then, all of these things as now, so if we're casting them now rather than... Okay, if you cast Thundercats now, I would pop... Uh, so we've said Brad Pitt in, as Lionel, uh, potentially. Yo, okay. uh, Yoel from USC. No, Yoel Romero would be Ram Man in the He-Man. Yeah, or fancy casting <laughs> He-Man's a fun one as well. That is amazing, sure. I love you. I love you, man. I love you, man. I love you, He-Man. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, show. he wouldn't be Ram Man. He'd be, I love you, man. <laughs> I think um, Chris Pratt could pull off um, you. Uh, Lionel. <laughs> <laughs> That's a wank joke. He could. <laughs> your, your cock. Wiley Kit and Wiley Cat. Who would they Wiley be? Wiley Kit and Wiley Cat. Um, Dave Franco is one of them. <laughs> yeah. Do they have to be younger than that? I guess they have to they be do. younger. They do, yeah, mate. Probably. You insane bastard. They're like teens, young teens. Right, okay, so why do you... You can't have... M- yeah. I would have said, if they were a little bit older, the Dave Franco and, M- and Miley Cyrus. Hmm. Have they been masturbating over recently? Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. Shoot, I don't know if Miley came to mind because of Wiley, Kit and Kat. Miley, I think they did. But yeah. Sorry, I've just got a WhatsApp from Rob Parker saying, just for the record, I'm sitting on a dick. <laughs> <laughs> did he really send you that? Yeah. Dirty brilliant, slut. brilliant. Well, talking about that, what's um, what's the next big question? Next big celebrity the question. The big celebrity question. I mean, we've teased this out also, for three episodes. Um, so, let's go with... We're going from Stephen Graham and he left a, a, a voice note. I'm going to wait for Chris to stop making noise. Okay. Oh, oh you're going for a Borderlands like oh, yeah. CA. You, you managed to sort yourself out one, all right? Is that all right? Yeah. Oh, that's true. <laughs> yes, Stu has been, been, you got drink been pouring all your drinks for three episodes. What other beers are there, Chris? That, that's no, a Beaver Town. That's a up. Beaver Town. That's going to be really good. It's 2.8%. Shut up, drink it. All right, you're quite drunk already, mate. They're looking at beers as an update. Uh, what, what have you gone for? Um, Aura. Oh, Rita Aura would make a good Chitara. Jesus Christ, she would. Doesn't she do that thing at Christmas where she does a topless like Christmas type thing every I, year? No idea, but... No, no, honestly, I, I, I've seen it one year. It was bloody the best thing about Christmas. Oh, dear. Christ. Good on Rita. It was for breast cancer. Fair play to her. I remember seeing her playing like a crack addict in a film once, and she was really good. No, she's a talented uh, person. I don't know if she's any good in any other acting roles. No, nice. good at crack. Would you have a beer and sit down, please? Sorry. Come on, Shoe. Right, here we go. From Star of the Irishman and the Virtues. 
Stephen Graham. Each one of you, what is the most amazing thing that has ever happened to you on this time on your earth, on our earth, on this earth? What is the most amazing thing that has ever happened to you? Please, I wish to know. Could you give full details? The most amazing thing. Something that blows your fucking mind. Jesus. Wow. I'll jump in so you guys can think, because I've had a little... Again, it is a big question, because there's loads of stuff. Mm. You can go really personal and small. Yeah. Or genuinely, when we were doing Taboo, I don't think I've told this story, but I'd been on for a few days, and we'd done a few different things, and then we were doing a shoot in Cornwall, and it was before we did the big end sequence that the whole series ends on, and I'd popped down to the bar to meet up with Hardy and the director. Stevie and, and Parker weren't there because they'd, they'd gone off, but a few people there all just having a catch-up on how the day went, and I found myself at about 8 o'clock, and none of us were drinking because Tom's sober and all this. Me, the director, and Tom Hardy with serviettes and ketchup bottles and that planning out the last day of who's going to come around where who's going to throw a grenade who's going to be shooting at who planning like the barracks and all that and i got back to my room and just went how fucking mad is this because again they're people like tom and stevie are both people who i've adored for years in their work yeah so to be sitting there and not only be involved in it as as a small yeah. role in the series and hopefully all these other things or whatever going ahead, but to be having my opinion heard and us the three of us sat wow. there going, well that's not going to work because if we're there then that's going to over that's going to overlap that so let's move it so if we go yeah. here and it was all just so natural and normal and I got back to my room and I was like this is my life even if it's only for a week this is my fucking life that yeah that fucking blew my tiny mind. To be, yeah, engaged in that way in such that's, a... That's very cool. ...a mad thing. That's so cool to, to have done that. It I was can't even imagine one. that. Like and again, you... I've, I've, I've spoken to Tom about this a few times. There was a few points in that, that it was never about bits that I'm on set and getting to do stuff on camera. It was always about, like, there was a scene where they couldn't figure out the dialogue that we were going to have for, for Tom Hollander's character at one point because there'd been some changes in the script and we had to adjust a bit of dialogue because it wouldn't make sense because we weren't going to have time to shoot a certain scene, therefore we had to change it. And me, Tom Hardy, BAFTA award winner Tom Hollander and the script editor were all sitting around bouncing ideas and the one we went with was the one that I came up with and I walked away being like, why have I got a say? Like, mm. like, I'm not even in this scene. Like, like, I was in it but didn't have any lines. I'm like, this is mad, but Tom's thing... Um, I'm sure he's talked about it publicly, but he genuinely sticks by it. His, his whole thing is best idea wins. And that's how he tries to run everything. B- b- best idea wins. If yeah, the spark's there and he's saying, how about you do this? It's like, all right, well, that's right. Rather than this is Tom Hardy or this is Ridley Scott or Stephen Knight or whoever else, it's the, they win because it's like best idea wins. Again, it's also with the awareness that he's probably going in thinking, well, my idea is the best idea. <laughs> So that's why this is going to work. But again, just stuff like that was amazing to be part of in that way. Well, you go from Even passive... more than what you got to see on screen as yeah, such. Yeah, you go, you you know go from mean? passive watching these people yeah. to hanging out and then having, what, having input. Yeah, it's mad, isn't it's it? It's mind-boggling. And that was it. That's why there was a few times I got a little bit defensive online when people go, oh, I loved your cameo in Taboo. Well, it's not a cameo, number one. It's a proper role. I had speaking part and all this. But then it's that, it, it, it was then going, well, actually... They don't know the experience outside mm. of that. What I got from it is far more important than what anyone sees anywhere else. Just, yeah. Mm. So, yeah, I'd go with that, maybe. No, um, your cameo was wicked. Sure. <laughs> what, 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 uh, what do you think, mate? I just had a moment when I was watching Pip's cameoing to Boo. <laughs> <laughs> Other than your kids getting born, blah, blah, blah. You got married in that shit suit, your haircut. That's Other than those haircut. things, when did you do something that was good? Um... Ever. Right, so... Take, all of, all, take your time. All of that aside, um, I would say that um, I can't ever explain the fucking feeling of hearing a record that I wrote oh, on XFM, on the mate, radio for the first time. Mate, And yeah. like, uh, I, it was, like, insane. I was living still at home with my parents... And hearing my mum and dad going mental downstairs listening to it. 
Bob Geldof played it on XFM, and in that time I rung up as many of the band members as I could to say, get the radio on, we're on the fucking radio. And I rung up my, my then girlfriend and was going, put the radio on, put the radio on, as many people as I could ring up in like four minutes. And it was like, have you seen the Tom Hanks film, that thing you do? Yeah, no. yeah, yeah. And there's yeah, a bit yeah. where they hear their record for the first time yeah. and like in the car and they're all just going mental. And I was like, it was like that. Yeah. All I could hear was every single one yeah, of the yeah. people that I'd spent loads of time with all just going, fuck, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. It was <laughs> like... Brilliant. For people Brilliant. who don't know, Stu was the keyboard player in Daphne and Celeste. <laughs> <laughs> so we was at Reading. Like, no, you were in a band you, called... Your mama too. Oh, was it Serious Problem no, that got played? Lilo. Was it Lilo? Yeah. Amazing. And so, yeah, just that moment of hearing, like, something you've done on the... And, you know, I spend lots of time with people like you and, you know, been on the radio fucking hundreds of times and, um, you know, and whatnot, but... That very first time, I, I still remember mine. It was it was John Kennedy rather. Yeah. Oh, it was wow, XFM, and it was shout. that same thing of just going, yeah. "Fuck!" Yeah. Bizarrely, Andy Bond, yeah. who you know as well, was was round my mum's house for some reason with Ian. He wasn't just yeah. visiting my mum, but I lived at home exactly the same. And we had XFM on. He'd played it the night before, and we didn't know he was going to play it, so we hadn't tuned in. But it's, it said he was going to play it again, and the build up was just the biggest. It felt like the longest period of self-doubt as he's going, now this next song, uh, we played it last night for the first time and it is one of the biggest reactions that we've ever had. And we're like, this isn't going to be us. Because he hasn't said where he's going to play. And, you know, the first time I heard it. And just doing all this without saying what it is, we're like, don't get your hopes up because this is such a nice introduction. It's not going to be us. And then he played it and it was like, oh, fuck, it's mental. We, wow. we was we was Life played. We was played in between Oasis and oh, was it Placebo? But I remember him saying, um, "This is going to be my single of the week." Uh, Amazing. And I, think, and I think Noel Gallagher uh, would have been proud to have wrote that. And it was like <laughs> fucking hell. Fucking have that. Like, yeah. And yeah, that 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 was that was a moment. And I just and do you know what? Not just for my fucking ego, but just to see how happy my parents were and the fact that they were always, you yeah, get yourself a trade, son. And it's like, no, I'm going to be a rock star. Yeah. But um, so if anyone does so need any painting and decorating, just I uh, say, hit us up. Do you remember uh, the point it all went wrong? <laughs> yeah, that, then I think. <laughs> <laughs> I think when like, the press photo went out and they're like, man, that dude on the keyboard's too old to be in a band. <laughs> <laughs> Chris, what have you got? Do you guys know I'm a black belt? Yes. <laughs> so before I was a black belt, if you can imagine it, my first day I didn't get given a black belt, Bizarre. which I was gutted about. But um, before I became a black belt, I fought in a few uh, tournaments, and I used to do a lot of carter tournaments. So like, I too didn't... scared to fight. Exactly that. Yeah, too scared I didn't. To fight. I didn't really like it. Yeah. I wasn't very keen. Or I like karate yeah, or, or brave. Tough. Yeah, or big. Um, yeah. As long as we're all willing to accept all of these. <laughs> <laughs> Are we sure we've yep. covered them? I think that's it. So absolute numpty. And uh, I'd won loads of uh, uh, tournaments for Carter, which is not really what you want to be For people about. who don't know, it's, it's the movements, but not in a combative way. It's yeah. going through these Understanding technique yeah. and, and, and Like process. a dance performance. It's like dancing. I've won trophies mm. for dancing. <laughs> And then uh, one year, the Essex Open Championships had come to Basildon, uh, not Markham's Chase, Basildon Sports Centre, and it was a big deal. And, like, I was 10, and there was a lot of people there. And at 10, you I don't know how big a crowd you see at 10, but there was a lot of people there. The whole fucking sports centre, you couldn't walk through anywhere. Mm. It was just fucking chock Over there was, like, loads of guys in black geese. Over there was, like, Cobra Kai. Cobra like. Kai. It's Danny LaRusso. <laughs> Mr Miyagi. Give him a body bag. Yeah. <laughs> uh, if he can't breathe, he can't fight. And, uh, and so I'd done, I'd done a few, uh, uh, like, uh, contact tournaments. And they were obviously only semi. But I hadn't done very well. Mm. And by semi-contact, I don't mean... Semi-on. Exactly. And this one... <laughs> I thought, no, you know what? I'm going to really give it a blast. And the first few rounds were kind of pedestrian. I'd won on points or whatever. And it got to the, uh, like the semis, I'm going to say again. 
this story won't just feature me with semis, but my dad started telling me. About <laughs> I've got like a semi here, isn't it? <laughs> exactly. My dad started telling me about the people he'd been watching. Yeah. And he said, uh, he said in the semi-finals, look, why don't you just like, well, I'd scored a point, which is kind of like, it was kind of gave me a good lead. And he said, right, for the rest of it, he gave me advice and I followed the advice. And before you know it, I was in the finals and I couldn't believe it. And I kind of definitely figured that I was going to lose this. And my dad was just like, well, go in Finish there. him! Go and do Mortal Kombat, do something <laughs> unexpected. And I thought, okay. So there was a lot of people watching me. I'm like nine or ten. And the the sports centre's rammed. It's like it's literally like Karate Kid. And they're all watching us. And uh, the guy says, I can't remember what they say for a fight. It's been so long. But um, I literally ran and jumped and did a flying back fist into this kid's face. And it was oh, it did look crazy. And uh, it wasn't like a foul. Like, I didn't hurt him so hard, but it was like a full point. And that was it. I just won. And the crowd went crazy. And I must say, like, I looked at my dad and I immediately broke down. I was crying my eyes out because I couldn't believe I was, I'd won it. Yeah. And I must say, look, looking back on that, there's not many points when I just thought, Jesus Christ, man, that, that felt like insanely good to, to go to a tournament and definitely be an underdog, not even known about yeah. And then doing something. And it was badass. It was literally like, um, obviously it wasn't a crane kick, but it weren't bad. Like a jumping, flying back fist yeah. looks pretty awesome. And again, I love the fact that it came off the advice of yeah. your old man. Yeah, yeah, saying, totally. do something unexpected. It's like, that's mad that, yeah, to get that advice. I didn't know he kind of, again, of course at that age, you'd be getting advice. Like you're not going to yeah, have yeah, your yeah. own personal yeah, coaching yeah, yeah, for yeah, every round yeah, or whatever yeah, yeah. else. I loved it. Yeah. And again, the grown upness that you've both kind of gone... It's an hard one to win this. Yeah. To go out and do do yeah. something unexpected and yeah. Yeah, man. It, it felt good. It felt really good. I but I think that. we've, we've spoke we spoke a lot about um, where there's validation because obviously with that, a lot of that is is, is jumping up and the crowd all reacting yeah. to it and the, the experience. But there's lots of things in life where I think my greatest moments, I don't think anyone fucking ever saw. And mm. I, I'm not, it's a bit like when we joke about, well, did you laugh at your own joke there? Are you talking about your 48,000 winks again? <laughs> <laughs> No, a lot of people saw them, sadly. And, <laughs> yeah, and, yeah. and a lot unrequested. <laughs> but, no, but there's so, it's a good so much of that. I think like, both of them are, are valid, though, because I think we, we're in a society now as well where... Well, just to be straight, I'm not bragging about how many wanks I've had. No, 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 no. But uh, no, <laughs> the, 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 I think we're in a society now where because of how much of us is based on validation of others, it's really looked down upon and devalued that that is actually a valuable thing as well. Like, yeah. the, if you'd won that tournament in an empty room, it wouldn't have felt the same as winning it with people there no. cheering. There's there's valid benefits of validation, and not that we should base our lives on it, and no. Instagram and all these other things are negative for that. But mm -hmm. it is like I always say, I've said to you before on fitness and stuff, one of the biggest motivations is if I'm on a real fitness run, every now and then I'll wake up and I'll look at myself in the mirror and I'll think, oh, it looks all right. Like, not even, oh, I look amazing or anything like that. Because, again, I grew up as the not sporty kid at all, didn't like oh, anything about myself. Shit. Yeah, he can confirm. Didn't like, you know, all of that. So just to get that slight, ah, oh, and it's sh shallow and bullshit, but that kind of stuff is valid as well. And I think we need, as you said earlier, a middle ground. In these yeah, things. It doesn't have balanced. to be one way or the other, that you're all based on what it's on how many Instagram likes you got, or you don't care at all. It's like, there can be a balance of the two. Say Francis did that thing of, ah, now I'm in a foggy mist. Yeah, and, and it's yeah. all about being a narcissist. Yeah. And, and like, you can't be a, there's the balance there of just obsessing over what you look like and actually something that gives you the confidence to feel good about yourself. And that's yeah. absolu absolutely fine. That's one but of my, my favourite rap totally, songs man. as well. Narcissist. In that, he, he talks about the realisation that, that, that the Nike swish is nothing but a whip in mid-whip or whatever it is. And it's just, it's fucking, yeah, beautiful just looking on the slavery elements and everything. Yeah, mm. he's, he's the best. I love Sage. It also looks like Dude got married this year. Huge love to, oh, to Sage there because again he was definitely the guy who were like he's never going to get married. He was similar to me on the relationship front of no, you know let's focus on work. But yeah, mm. anyway that doesn't mean anything to anyone else. So we'll move on from that. But no, that's a good one. Mm. I like that man. I think mm. all three there, or mm. or you, your two. I'm not going to speak on my own, but I like that. I think they're good. Mm. Can good I give one more? And when Stevie sent that, I was like, that's a fucking tough question to pull out your ass. Mm. Like, out of nowhere, what's 
the most amazing thing that's happened to you in your life. Mm. What? I could have had a month preparing this, but I think because we've all had enough to drink, it came that little bit easier. Stu will get annoyed, but my other one is landing a snowball jump that no one saw. Fuck's sake. And... No, no, cool, bro. Go ahead. (laughs) Cool, bro. And we did it. It was off... uh, It was in Chamonix. It was off the... This was was after your flying back fist, yeah? Yeah, years after. (laughs) So I'd uh, I'd gone over to Japan. I'd won my uh, love of my life. Yeah. Yeah. I'd beaten Ryu. And... You'd um, you'd put the the wax both on and off. And off. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And less hairy as a result. Yeah. Yeah. So you guys can... Your mum would put the wax on and off. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> she did anyway. and I did I, I did one where I did a, a in in uh, in the outback I did a jump I landed it and How no weird. one was you around there, and it felt like the best thing ever and I don't I'm not really worried that nobody ever saw that because yeah. it felt amazing and I think as a human being, you need to be able to validate yourself. You don't. You shouldn't be like an insane egomaniac, but you've got to be able to fight your own battles and get reward when there's no one else standing around watching Completely. it. Completely. Back yourself every now and then. Yeah. Credit where it's due. For sure, man. You need to be critical. I was having a conversation with a friend. Like, you need to be... He said to me the other day, he's really questioning everything he is. And yeah. I said, when you lift that veil... It's it's kind of difficult because if you want to honestly look at yourself, you're going to find things that are fucking make you quite sad. Mm. And I think you need to look at them, and I think you need to learn lessons from them. But also, if you're going to be honest with yourself, be honest about the victories and the good things that you've done as well. Mm. And it's really difficult to do that without any kind of bias as well. Yeah, completely. I completely agree. I sniggered there because I remembered I went to see a. A load of comedians a little while ago, and, and Lou Sanders was on, and Josie Long was on, and there was a comedy group called I think they were just called Moon, and they were really good, and it was just a pair. They did these sketches, but they were saying the more speaky one is there, and he's saying, "Of course, yes, we've got problems here." He, he's he's very angry about a lot of stuff. He's like, he won't eat in restaurants that have salt and pepper on the table, and he just comes to the mic <laughs> and goes, "If you're a chef, back yourself." <laughs> <laughs> I fucking love this. Like, yeah, do you know what? Why are you putting these things on the table? The, to, the only to, thing you know what you're doing. The only time I've found Lenny Henry funny, 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 was Lenny Henry funny. Didn't he do a uh, TV show called Chef? Yeah. Mm. That's the only time Lenny Henry's made me chuckle. Right. Is that you've not even put that in your mouth and you've put salt on it. And it's like, I get that as a chef. Yeah. It's offensive, isn't it? Right? Oh, so yeah. you're a chef. If you're a chef back yourself. I get that as a chef. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He went from the Outback Steakhouse to the Outback Snowboarding. Fucking hell. No right. wonder you're radicalised. <laughs> <laughs> um, I've got two notes here. One for Chris and one for Stu. The Stu mm. one just says, age against the machine. <laughs> um, <laughs> oh, Chris, Chris is laughing too much. I just made that up. insults, I just know oh, man, I've got to give, I've one, got to give you. There's one from the podcast before where I was, <laughs> I was, I was telling Amy Bullman that, that I, I called you in a text once a fucking puddle, and we found it very funny because <laughs> I said, Shut up, you fucking puddle. And Amy said, That's great. That's he does great. have a resting sad face. Yeah. Do. You look always miserable. And then I added some more notes of he looks like he's done a shit, but something doesn't feel right. Um, <laughs> Shoe's not the guy you want standing in, behind you at a DJ stand. In in life, he's positive, motivated, and dri- driven, but, but but his face just cannot be fucked. <laughs> Figuratively, not literally. In a literal way, it can very much be. That's just brilliant. my notes of insults on Stu. I'm not joking. He's I, 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 I put that in his phone. I genuinely thought I'd made more drunk cast notes of things that we can discuss. Turns out every time I think of something horrible to say to Stu, I write it down. Anyway, Chris, updates on your willy. Most last year it was big problems. Mostly was, healed. Like mostly I, healed. you know, mostly I, healed. Tune into last year's drunk cast to to find out yeah, the mo- issues yeah, there. Yeah, like, I'm, cup, yeah, I'm ninety nine percent like uh, you know, like the Death Star mm-hmm. in Empire Strikes Back. Mm. It's kind of you've, around you've, that area. Yeah, you've referred to your dick as that before. Yeah, yeah, no, still, <laughs> still, I'm still destroying planets, but. Um, <laughs> There's a vulnerability there that, uh, you know, like uh, furry bears can exploit. Part um, one or like... Part one. Yeah. Part one. You know, it's a weird old thing, isn't it, your genitalia? Tell me more. <laughs> <laughs> Do go on. No, that's it. That's it. <laughs> Mine or yours? 
<laughs> How's your dick, Stu? Um, I texted Jack about it last night. Um, obviously... <laughs> <laughs> um, so I've got another one. I think we should talk about Chris's birthday because I thought he did really good with his birthday plans. I can't even really remember. No, that. oh, that's it. I've got notes of be the the, the note is. Be responsible with your birthday plans. And at the birthday meal, where we oh, went yeah. for a burger yeah, locally, yeah, Stu's yeah, yeah. took a moment when we are all kind of saying, happy birthday, what we said, I just want to take a moment to thank you for doing something local. Yeah. Because again, it, like, it, it cracks me up when people, it's, it's a known joke of people like, oh, I'm getting married, I'd love you to come to the wedding in Barbados. Yeah. Like, Fuck off. Yeah. My holiday is your wedding. But again, like, I had a mate who worked at HMV, he'd be like, it's my birthday. See, I was thinking just having a few friends round on, on Thursday night just for a gathering round mine. And then on Friday, we'll do the brush. And then Saturday, I was thinking of having a thing like at the boat at Lakeside with more it's people. And it's like, slow down. It's your birthday, mate. Why, yeah, yeah. why is my whole week based around your birthday? Yeah, 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 yeah. So, yeah, I really appreciate that your birthday was just a lovely gathering. We all caught up, all had nice burgers, all had a lovely time. Mm-hmm. But it wasn't a, here's, here's what you have to do. Here's, the, here's what we expect. No, I appreciate that, mate. But my 40th. Uh, there's going to be deaths. There's <laughs> going to be a lot so, going on. Um, next year, yeah, you're 40. 40. Yeah, I'm 40 oh, really? next year. Yeah, mate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exciting. No, I think <clears throat> I think next year will be a, a, a fun one. I think I'll put I'm 39 some kind of next year, guys. I'm well young. Your beard don't say mm. that. Jesus Christ, you're grey as shit. Yeah, I know. You're greyer than Stu. Yeah, it's exciting. I am. Depressing I or exciting? No, I really like it. I just... J- you know how angry I got that one time you pulled out my one grey <laughs> yeah, hair. It's only grey hair. Genuinely, I got really angry. Snatched Me it out. Me and Kate, who I was seeing at the time, had a massive row about it for some S- reason. Snatched it out of his face. Because she found it amusing, we ended up genuinely falling out for about a week. <laughs> I didn't fall out with Chris. It's the, it's the messed upness of relationships. I was furious. Kate. Why do you think that's, that's funny? That's the one grey hair I've got in my beard and now it's gone. I was genuinely hey, angry man, about it. I'm your best friend. I'm like, just for men, man. I just whip that bad boy straight out. <laughs> but yeah, that was messy. <laughs> oh, sorry, man. I can't even be bothered now. I think I'd get done for assault. That, that is like, that is yeah. beautifully silver though. Yeah, I mean. That's the, so nice. The, if I wanted to get rid of all that, I'd have to get Stu's kids to shave it. Can you come and tidy me up? Can I have a Scroobius? Yes, you mm, can have a Scroobius. Mm, you mm, grab yourself mm, some ice. So, uh, I'm going to go back to the first episode because we were talking about pooing. Yeah, that was the, the, the second episode, actually. But. No, it wasn't. First episode because we talked about uh, your cricket club. Oh, the where's the, club where's the weirdest sorry. place you've had a, had a plop? Stuart Whiffin. Oh, no, he's not by a microphone. No, he's not by a microphone. So, Pippi's. Uh, I would t- go with, if we're going to just adapt it slightly to, to, to weirdest place. A place you've had a wank. I'll answer for Chris, his dad's office. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's very accurate. Because <laughs> we've had this discussion yeah, yeah, yeah. before. And, and he, he, here's the twist. Door was open. People walking past his office. <laughs> straight up masturbating, looking in their eyes. The weirdest Already place. radicalised. <laughs> <laughs> I love... We need to reclaim radicalisation. <laughs> From the, the nasty terrorists yeah, and that. Yeah, yeah, the weirdest yeah. place I've had a shit. It's probably, I mean, the cricket club's going to be hard to beat because that was the, a no, cricket club man. with my mum in the car telling my friends to just let me get on with it. That's pretty. How do I beat that? No, I mean, I've you, gone camping and stuff and shit yeah, places. Yeah. That's, no. That's going to be my, yeah, my peak. then. How about you, Shu? Where have you had a little poopy that you regret? See, I honestly can't think of, of a time where, like. Well, you've never shat in a toilet. Where I've like just thought, oh, oh dear, like um, I don't think I have. I, I, I will be the first to go. No, oh no, fuck me! No. Like, yeah. but no, I, I'm not going to lie. I don't think I've ended up having to shit somewhere. Well, so a man whose name on. is Roy Tarmac, you've never tarmacked anyone. I don't think so. Okay, Chris, I had a shit on a bus once. <laughs> <laughs> hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. A- a bus that's got a toilet, I assume. No. Oh, okie doke. Come on. <laughs> Come on. <So>, Come on <laughs> in. Everyone pull up a seat. Come on. So oh, everyone get around, feeling, kids. I had Come a feeling in. that bus might not have a toilet. Come on in, kids. No, we're not sh- No, we're not shaving his back. Come on. We're, we're hearing a story from Chris. Come on in. Savvy? So, <laughs> so basically, this is... Um, I think if you was going to say where Craig got born... <laughs> 
<laughs> it was on this bus. Right. And uh, things had got crazy that night. It got really crazy. It got real wild. <laughs> and I ended up illegally in a bus depot <laughs> overnight. And um, <laughs> and I ended up on a bus. Shouldn't have been there. You know? So an out-of-service bus? Out the bus that was closed bus. up. Wow. Yeah, no, no. It was out-of-service. And um, me and five... Friends ended up on this bus, and we were so ashamed of this. There's many things that um, <laughs> we've never talked about. This is this is one of them. And um, I took a poo <laughs> um, on this bus, and I was young and stupid. And I took a poo on, you know, one of those, you know, the seats that get held down. Yeah. Well, I took so a, a poo. flap down, a fold down, yeah, a fold down seat, but it's on a spring. Yeah. But you know, really. If we were going to say what what moment was I most proud of, <laughs> is my shit held down that seat as I oh, walked that's, away that's from impressive. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, that's a hell yeah, of a I took tale. a big. I took a dump on a bus once, I'd... and um, I'm I'm not happy about it. It, it. it sounds funny now, but um, don't pull on a bus, kids. My most sh- shameful wee. So <laughs> at UFC Manchester, Randy Couture v Randa Vera, <laughs> Dan Hardy winning the belt. So in the stands with people there, not in the toilets, <laughs> weighing into a pipe. Oh, no, that was Chris, wasn't it? Sorry, my mistake. My mistake. Go ahead, Chris. <laughs> Had oh. your pint glass, just thought, I'm just going to turn round and kneel down and just pop my dick in the pint glass, <laughs> fill it up. Like you did on stage in Dublin. When you got- <laughs> hey, guys. Hey, guys, when you got to go, you got to go. Right, <laughs> oh, it's fun to present a story as your own and reveal it as Chris's. <laughs> yeah, that's, 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 that's a good theme yeah, in future. I, I, I realise where that is something I'm really embarrassed about. Oh no, that was Chris. <laughs> I was really embarrassed about my friend who I got free tickets for somewhere. Yeah, he started urinating everywhere. Well, that was the one that we've told it before. That again, I was, I was, I was, I was with a young lady called Kate at the time, who is Sup, still a mate. Yeah, she's got two amazing shit. kids. She's, yeah. she's, she's, she's she wonderful. had two now. She's had two now. Yeah, 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 yeah. Fucking um, hell, she not bagged up or nothing. But, but we <laughs> <laughs> apparently not. Um, but we were discussing. So you and me were away in a yeah. hotel, and her, and oh, her, yeah. her and her mates were all in her living room oh, having yeah. a sleepover, yeah. and. What you would imagine a girl's sleepover to be would be all the girls in their like nighties and being having a pillow fight. Pillow that fight, kind of sexy. Oh god, I've accidentally just got off with her. Yeah, yeah all, exactly. all that kind of thing. It would have been anything Fisting like that the at all. Shit out of each what? Other. <laughs> too but, far, Chris. Too far. But, but what you'd imagine a lad's one to be? be they're in a hotel room, laying on their beds, lighting their farts. Yeah, <laughs> it's exactly what Chris was doing. In- <laughs> I look over and he's knees in his face, lighting his fart. <laughs> to be honest, in my defence, we hadn't got out. I'd really, I'd really reined it in. I was in a, I was in a controlled space with a friend. Yeah. It was, it was the classic combination of me and Craig. In that he, his thing would be, we've done the event. Now we're going to go streaking. Yeah. <laughs> my thing was, we've had a lovely event. Let's go back to the hotel yeah, and yeah, watch yeah. a film. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. the balance was, he's on the bed lighting his fires. <laughs> hey, you got to meet someone. We went to UFC Glasgow, um, Pip and I, <laughs> and we went out, and then we went back to the hotel. I had a bit more to drink, mm-hmm. and. I think we both realised we'd had a long day. We'd had a nice evening. Let's just go to sleep. I was yeah. very tired. Um, turned the lights off with two single beds. Pitch black. Nice and quiet. After about 15 minutes, just here. Pip just muttered the words. Um, fancy a blowjob. <laughs> <laughs> That's a joke from a friend of the podcast who was on a work trip and his, yep. his gay mate he was, was rooming with just after a big pause went, do you fancy a blowjob? He was like, no, thank you. <laughs> no. No. Um, well, let's, let's break things up. He's been trying to record an audio version of his question, but he's with his kids. Okay. <laughs> but Brian Gittins had a question. Yes! David Earl! Um, so he was trying to get it, it recorded, but hasn't been able to, so I've, I've pushed it as, as late as we can. Um, but his question, he typed it instead. What does it mean to like boobs, and what does it mean to like bums? <laughs> or b- bottoms, sorry. So, so what do you feel the psychological well, just, suggestions are of like boobs very, or very bottoms? Diff- simple difference. Get a big razor, shave off a nipple, you got a butt. I'm going to go for a toilet. 
We. I thought you guys uh, said you didn't do any poetry. <laughs> it's a pound on Patreon. <laughs> Have you got any kind of answer for that? Because I, I, I really have. Can you repeat what Brian said, please? What does it mean to like boobs, and what does it mean to like b- bottoms? So I guess it's, you know, the deep psychological question of what does it mean? Rather than are you a breast man mm. or a bum man, what does it mean to be a breast man or a bum man? <laughs> I mean, you took a very bizarre tone when you said that. Then. <laughs> um, Take it seriously. It's got to be a bit of nature maybe versus nurture there, yeah? So n- nature being... B- 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 Breasts can provide for your child, can can provide milk and life, and a bum can give you a comfortable thing to thrust into. <laughs> Does that, is that essentially what you're saying? Yep. <laughs> yep. Why did you Chris go for back. piss and take the scampi fries with you? Because <laughs> I can do more than one thing at once. Oh, there's yeah, so just... We're 50 minutes into the third episode. How drunk are you guys? I'm quite pissed. I feel Good. like I'm now like in a marathon where I'm, I've settled down a bit. Yeah, yeah. Right, yeah. So, can, how familiar are you guys with Lil Nas X? What? Because I think he should be the highlight of the year for people other than the pop kids. Who's Lil what? He's, he's a rapper. Oh, grow and he had, up. He had the biggest single of the year, Old Town Road. Mm-hmm. Oh, what the one that was based on Red, Red Dead Redemption? He, he made a video with Red Dead Redemption mm. and it blew up. Um, mm. There was loads of controversy over it because he was like, it's a country song. Um, it's got my favourite lyric of the year. My life is a movie, bull riding and boobies. It's <laughs> a good mm, movie. I like that. Um, but anyway, it's, it's, it's this song... I want to hang out with. It, was, it, bl- it blew up and there was all this controversy because they wouldn't put it in the country billboard charts in America. And he was like... Why, Why not? are you not? It's because he's black and because he's a rapper. So they're arguing it's not country. The beat was a country t- F- tempo. Fucking fuck that. It was, I'm going to take my horse to the old town That's road. That's absolutely country. Ride till I can't no well, they more. Wouldn't put that in they the... wouldn't put it in the charts, but it became this big controversy. So it then became number one in the overall billboard charts. And this is just a young kid. Um, didn't have a huge following before that. It, it blew up. They then allowed it in the country charts, so it was simultaneously number one in the country chart, the rap chart, and the overall billboard chart. Um, oh, you not. <laughs> he just put a scampi fry in his drink. Um, but then the bit that came next, I think, is genuinely cool and important, because after all of this, becoming the biggest in those charts with those d- d- demographics, at that point, he came out as gay. Right. And the country scene has areas of homophobia. The rap scene has always had areas of homophobia. 100%. So I thought it was the coolest shit in the world that this young kid became the biggest thing in all of those scenes and then went, oh, by the way, you'll love me. I'm I'm gay. Or bye, I believe. (laughs) That is one amazing, then, homophobic nightmare. I just thought it was really cool. Yep. Yep. Yeah, again, I thought it was great. And it's a weird one because I was babysitting for my... Goddaughters the other day, and Amy was like, "Oh, they're putting on this song again. It's Old Town Road because it's this song that kids can enjoy as well." And I was like, "I mean, I know it's annoying to you because you're hearing it all the time because your small children want to hear it, but I think there's a real and again, I think a lot of people have backlashed against it because it became this big pop hit. But I think the whole credibility of that story is really important in these times because that is a real a real conflict for people who are like got behind it and this is this song and then it's like, oh, by the way, I'm gay." But you love my shit. You maybe wouldn't have listened if you'd known I was gay because you're homophobic, but you you already love it now. It's a big thing at Millwall when I was growing up that you'd see all this racism and then we had a player called Etienne Vivere as a winger who was a black guy and he was amazing. And it made all these racists go, oh, he's all right though. Which again, isn't enough, but it's a, st- a step no, in that direction a, of going... It's an intellectual uh, catch-22 yeah, for people like yeah. that. Yeah, all these guys going, he's winning, he's putting us in a good position. He's, he's crossing and providing goals. He's scoring goals. Where does my racism exist in this, in this yeah. world? And I think it's a similar thing with Lil Nas X, is that they all... Again, I love... A lot of people said, oh, it's a marketing thing. It's like, he was already number one everywhere. 
He didn't need to do yeah, marketing yeah, yeah, at that yeah, point yeah, to yeah, go, yeah. oh, and now I get the gay pound as well. Uh-huh. So, no, it's, it's You earn after the pink pound, yeah. Yeah, so it's, it's – it, and again, yeah, I just thought it was a really overlooked thing that people – there's backlash because it was this big pop hit. But, yeah, I said the coolness as well of just – you've got no money, so just do a video edited to Red Dead Redemption, which looks fucking beautiful. Mm-hmm. And then you've got this huge hit. And Billy – like, when they wouldn't put it at number one in the country's charts – Billy Ray Cyrus flew him to his studio and recorded a version with B- B- Billy Ray Cyrus on the hook. Because oh. the country <laughs> charts can't deny a Billy Ray Cyrus no, song right. in the charts. And that became the bit. So he had like oh, man, three so versions dope. as three of the biggest songs of the year. It's that's pretty beautiful. fucking cool. Yeah, yeah, So I man, just wanted to, totally cool. to bring that up. Shit, I, think I didn't a bit know of an any of that. Thing. All I yeah. ever heard was it was kind of the slant on a Red Dead yeah. game. yeah. It's cool as fuck. I played it at our last ever Lizards, in fact. I mix it in with... with You didn't mix it. You didn't didn't do any of that. I definitely mixed it in. You didn't do any of that. But the reason I was playing I Love in this club, Barsha, was because of Hustlers, which is one of my films of the year. And that scene with Usher in, fucking, it's so much fun. It's it's electric. Yeah, it's genuinely. It's so much fun. It's such a fun film. And I'm glad that... that I've not recorded my Films of the Year podcast yet, but there's a lot of... Smaller films in there. I'm and kinda, I get paranoid I kinda, about that. Do you that. know what? I kind of hope that people who went to watch Hustlers for like, uh, they thought it was going to be some kind of like raunchy, uh, salacious. Ex- ex- salacious exploitation mm-hmm. came away for, with something different. It brings us back to the one of the first drunk casts where I was explaining to you why Magic Mike and Magic Mike XL are such great, beautiful films and sexy. Listen, I've had a few wanks over those movies, but they don't prove the point like Hustlers did. Yeah, I loved Hustlers. It's a genuinely a great film. But as we're at the end of this episode, let's kind of give a bit of a a eulogy to to We Are Lizards because we've stopped it after nine years. Mm -hmm. Um, We're gonna shit. We're gonna do a podcast, hopefully. So yeah, we are. But you gave me a. did, you you act as if you didn't know it was ended then. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit, what? <laughs> Which I, I have done. Like, there's been many times where, where people... I've just got a power pack for me decks. I swear to God. <laughs> you guys have phoned me. I've it's been on the side of a mountain and I've just started chuckling down the yeah, phone. Yeah, but like, you're on at 11, like, I'm up a mountain in the house. <laughs> it would be the ultimate of Chris to, to miss the, the, the fact that the club night's f- 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 finished. I remember, yeah. I remember one day when uh, you guys phoned me and you were like, so what's happening? So how are we getting up there? And I remember being literally sat on the side of a mountain and just start chuckling down the phone. <laughs> one of my mates I was with was like, who are you talking to? And I was like, Pip. So I was going on and I'm like, I'm totally not where I should be. <laughs> <laughs> I'm up a mountain when I'm meant to be in Shoreditch. <laughs> and just be like, nah, I, I, I ain't going to be there for that. But that's what happens after harsh radicalisation. It really is undeniable. Scary, mate. But yeah, we had the last one. We called it a day. And Chris couldn't be there for completely legit reasons this Mm -hmm. time. It wasn't because of radicalisation. But it was a fucking beautiful night, wasn't it? It was genuinely a really enjoyable send-off. It was kind of bittersweet that all of us enjoyed our sets as much as we've ever enjoyed them. Like You had one of your best sets and you had your candy moment repeated Mm -hmm. uh, where everyone started to do the dance Mm -hmm. and... It was rammed from early on, which it hasn't always been. Uh-huh. I had one of my favourite sets because I think all of us enjoyed it because the pressure was off. Because yeah. like, oh, we, it's done now. This is our last one. All we need to do is please ourselves. Yeah. And yeah, we done the right thing. We chose yeah. to end it. Exactly like, that because we'd talked for a while about is short or shortage is changing. Yeah. But it was like we still have rammed out every single one, and they still wanted us there. Uh-huh. Yet there's a point where you go, is it? still what we want to do have we got time to put in as much effort as we is it worth the effort yeah. that we're pushing it that we're putting in a one and, a half, and we'll talk about it more because we're going to do a we were lizards podcast yeah. with us two us three um dj destruction and and disco text credits um and talk about our highlights and all that kind of thing. i'm genuinely looking forward to that because nine years is a long time and there's been yeah. On on Stevie's question, there's been some of my favourite moments. Yeah, have been at them club nights in Birmingham when you and me were making j- jokes about different people called Dan. Was one of the most I've ever laughed in my life. Oh my god! Like when we were met home. in that fucking back alley, do you remember that yeah. geezer? Yeah, 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 with the fucking thing. <laughs> so just so many weird things. So yeah, it'll be good. But it was as I said, it felt right to go. No, let's end it on a on a fucking yeah. high. 
rather than feel that we're, you know, not meant to be there. And the club nights don't last nine years. Yeah. And we were so lucky that, you know, and, and you know, listeners to distraction pieces and hardcore listing and what would, would come down and say hi and we got to know them all, which was fucking lovely as well. And, yeah, and we've had, like, just fucking so many amazing guests mm. come up and, and play for us. It's just been... Yeah, could, could not have asked for a better way for a club night to have run. Man, we got to know them all, but we only fucked half of them. You've been listening to Scroobius Pip's Distraction Pieces. There we go. That was episode three. Um going to keep this brief we'll be back on christmas day so you could potentially wake up christmas morning and as i mentioned at the intro this is episode four that chris really goes over that line of a bit drunk to um abrasively drunk so that could be your christmas morning you could be listening to that on christmas morning hearing us just say horrible horrible things on that episode i've bleeped some stuff out or i got buddy peace to um, I've bleeped some stuff out of that episode. That could be your Christmas. A drunk cast where the only way I felt comfortable releasing it, I've had to bleep some stuff out. So there you go. That's something to look forward to. Um, all right. See you then. <laughs>